Ring of Fire presents Welcome aboard! It's time to raise anchor as we sail across the seven seas with me, the master of mythship himself, the captivating Captain Thurl, debonair and pirate extraordinaire, collecting ancient legends filled with wonder and adventure on the ship of myths. T and Dokebi. Ah, what a glorious day it's turning out to be. Not a cloud in the sky. Oh, look out! Ah! Jimmy, I sent you atop the crow's nest to clean it, not clean me off the face of my own ship. What's the use of saying sorry now, after almost crushing me with all this old junk, huh? But wait a minute. What is all this? Hush, Jimmy. Let me check this carefully, for old objects have powers. Look here! Wooden slippers, a, a broom, and a hat! Thank the gods I saw these before you threw them away, Jimmy! Arr. Why? 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 Because these are the shapes that Dokebi usually take to disguise themselves. And any disrespect to a Dokebi brings a thousand years of ill fortune, like the tale I heard many years ago near the port of Busan, about a legendary tea party and the chaos it created, the ripples of which nearly overthrew the legendary king of Goryo. Arr! How, you ask? Well, listen carefully. Our story begins... <coughs> ...in a small village near the port of Busan, on a bright and sunny day, not unlike this one. The men of the village were off working in their fields or grazing their cattle. Everyone was busy with their work, except Mr. Kim, who had just come home after a morning of hard labor in the field. Mr. Kim was an old farmer, simple in his habits and needs, as he was in his mind, not to mention forgetful. Very, very, very forgetful. This water is taking too much time to boil. Um, is it winter already? Ah, silly me. I forgot to light the fire under it. The tea is finally on. Mm, I, I better lay the table properly, as it always should be. Here are the four cups, the four small plates, the snacks and cookies arranged on the tray. Um... And there, we are ready with tea for four. But wait, why on earth did I prepare the tea for four? I, I'm all alone here, with not a soul to keep me company. And what is this wooden club doing resting against this wall? My, my, it has big spikes on it too. Um, I, I'm getting forgetful in my old age. Now let me think. As Mr. Kim looked around to find a reason for the presence of the strange wooden club, his eyes fell upon a nail jutting out of the wooden dining table. Aha! I must have got this club to take care of this nail. <laughs> How I wish I had some friends to share this herbal tea with. Someone who would eat these delicious rice crackers and dried mackerel with me. Someone with whom I could chat over tea. Play games, narrate old stories. Um, though I'm not sure I remember any. Hang on, hang on. I'm not deaf, you know. Just slightly forgetful. Um, 
Who might this be? I'm not expecting anyone. No one ever comes here anyway. Mr. Kim shuffled to the door and opened it. But there was no one there. These kids are getting too mischievous for their own good. Mr. Kim was about to shut the door when suddenly someone spoke loudly from below. Mr. Kim, not all of us are as tall as you, you know. Mr. Kim looked down and was shocked to see a strange little green man wearing a floppy pointy hat on his head. The little man took off his hat and said, Why are you looking so shocked, Mr. Kim? It is I, Chowok. The green dokebi! But Mr. Kim did not respond, for his mouth was wide open in amazement, and he was staring unblinking at something on the goblin's head. There's a ho ho horn on your head! Yes, I know that. I just had them polished. Now, shall we get on with it, please? Get on with what? With the tea party, of course. Tea party? Yes. Now may I come in? I'm very thirsty. No, 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 no. You, you may not come in. I've never called you. Then I suggest you quickly let me in. Remember, upsetting a dokebi leads to a thousand years of bad luck. Oh, okay then. Please come in. The green dokebi ran into the small cottage and let out a delighted yelp as he saw the table stacked with tea and snacks. Oh, Mr. Kim, you shouldn't have. You went through all this effort just for me? I, um, I did not. Did I? Uh, please help yourself. Wait, I'll pour you some tea. What is going on today? Hold your horses! I'm coming! I'm coming! But as soon as Mr. Kim opened the door, a little red shape leaped at him out of nowhere. Ah! Help! Thief! Bandits! Get off! Mr. Kim was old, but he was not weak by any stretch of the imagination. He worked long hours in the field, and his arms were still as hard as the iron of his plough. He quickly overpowered the intruder. It is then that Mr. Kim finally got a chance to see the creature that attacked him. <gasps> Wait, you are a Tokebi too? But you are red and have only one eye and one leg. But, but, but why were you wrestling with me? Because that is what I do. <laughs> so much fun, right? Everyone should just wrestle all the time, except for when they are eating and drinking, of course. <laughs> Hi, Chorog! It's me, Odari! Wanna wrestle? Maybe later, Odari. Let's have some tea first. Uh, okay. Let's have tea! What a lovely table! It's so fancy! Thank you, Mr. Kim! <sighs> I give up. Please, sit down. Let's have some tea and snacks. Mr. Kim and the two goblins sat down to relish some hot tea and mouth-watering snacks. Mr. Kim looked upon his uninvited guests, busy with their nonsensical banter and non-stop chatter, but strangely enough, he felt happy. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but having you two mischievous tokebi for company has sure made tea time uh, uh, rather fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, where are my manners? I'm eating and drinking with you guys without offering you anything in return. Here, 
I just made them especially for you. Choruk handed over to Mr. Kim and Odari two colorful hats, the kind worn by the kings of that era. It was a royal gift indeed. Thank you, friend Chorog. I was just thinking that I would need to wrestle with you to shake some hats out of you. <laughs> a gift? For me? No one has ever brought me a gift. Really? Try it on then, try it on. Mr. Kim put on the regal hat and was surprised to find that it fit him perfectly. Mr. Kim! You look just like a king! Really? But all this talk of kings put a seed of thought in Mr. Kim's old head. He picked up his club from the side and started fiddling with it in an absent-minded manner. Ooh, we do look like kings with these hats. <laughs> and this feast is sure fit for a king. <sighs> I wish I could offer my herbal tea and delicious snacks to the king himself at his palace in Busan. However, as soon as Mr. Kim finished his sentence, he heard a loud gasp of shock. <gasps> he looked up and was amazed to find the two Dokebi, Chorok and Odari, staring at him in horror. Uh, Mr. Kim, what have you done? What are you both talking about? What did I do? Everything is still the same. Only for now. Three... Two... Uh, one. one! As the two goblins said one, there was a loud rumbling noise and the entire cottage started shaking violently. <laughs> My tea is dancing! Oh no! The earth is trying to swallow us! It is just your cottage getting ready to dance and prance and take you to the king's palace! Goodness gracious! The entire cottage stood up in the air. <laughs> Along with the floor beneath their feet, Mr. Kim looked down from the door to see that the cottage was standing on two really long wooden legs, much like a rooster. And the ground was rather far below them. My house has legs and toes. Well then, well done. More tea, Odari. <laughs> Make the tea dance again. As Mr. Kim looked from inside the house, he could see trees, mountains, rivers, and the entire village passing by his window. The house started walking, slowly at first, gradually picking up speed. Somebody stop my house! Where is it going? To the king's palace in Busan, of course. I wonder if he likes to wrestle. This is a madhouse! With long, lumbering steps, the house walked towards the coast, to the palace of the king, and through every village that they passed. Men, women, children, and even animals alike. Everyone gaped and gawked at the sight of the walking cottage hiking through the land with its top half moving through the clouds. Ah, I have gone blind now too. Everything has gone white. Relax, Mr. Kim. You were just passing through a cloud. Get your head out of the clouds. We need to look good for the king. A baffled Mr. Kim looked on as Chorok whipped out a bucket-shaped hat out of thin air and stuck it out of the window and scooped out some water from a cloud and put it in the kettle over the fire. Hey, Chorok! I can see the king's palace in the distance! This is a dream come true! 
I've heard the king's bodyguards are excellent wrestlers. What? The king? Already? The long legs of the cottage crossed over the high walls of the palace. The house knelt and came down to the ground and came to a rest in the garden of the palace. Oh no! The king's bodyguards have surrounded us! Oh, what should we do? Do what you came here to do, Mr. Kim. Ask the king if he would like some tea. Oh, and also if he likes to wrestle. <laughs> Indeed, the king himself had come out of his quarters, surrounded by his bodyguards. He was now standing at the front door of Mr. Kim's cottage, looking inside to figure out who would be mad enough to bring a house to his palace? The king! Uh, sir, you are here. Um, uh, my name is Mr. Kim. Actually, I had prepared tea and snacks for four, but there are only three of us. So I was wondering if it is not too much trouble, may we invite you to join our little tea party? <laughs> How dare you! This is an insult to our revered king! The guards had drawn their swords. The situation was tense. But the king, on the other hand... <laughs> I have never ever heard of or seen something so beautifully bizarre. What fun! <laughs> My dear, delightful Mr. Kim, I would love to join you and your colourful companions. The king took off his shoes and walked into Mr. Kim's humble cottage, walking straight to the sole empty seat at the dining table and promptly sat on it with a big smile. Chorok and Odari burst out into loud cheers. Woohoo! I cannot believe my eyes, my king. Here, let me serve you my special tea and sweets. As the king watched with eager anticipation, Mr. Kim proudly poured him a cup of his special brew. Don't forget us, Mr. Kim. We were your friends much before you became friends with the king. How can I forget? Both of you have made my silly dreams come true. Though I still cannot understand how all this has actually come to pass. Well, you have definitely managed to impress me. <laughs> However, just as the king and his new friends were about to take their first sip of tea, they heard a loud shout from the palace gate, which made them freeze. How dare you! The four companions at the tea table all looked towards the door together and were shocked, for standing there was the most beautiful maiden they had ever seen. She was wearing an ornate purple dress made of the purest silk, which shimmered almost hypnotically in the sunlight. A tea party? Without me? Queen Guxi? This is an outrage! Why was I not invited? A thousand apologies. This was a rather impromptu affair. I'll quickly bring out a fresh cup. Have tea at your house after being snubbed like this? Impossible. Queen Gutsy would rather die than swallow such an insult. Queen Gutsy? We are so sorry. We didn't recognize you. Uh, to be honest, I have never even heard of you. But please... Honour us by sipping a cup of tea in our company. Absolutely not. I refuse. Such a fancy tea party, and I was not deemed fit to attend it. In a huff, Queen Gakshi walked away. The king rushed after her to appease her. Queen Gakshi, you are right. We are at fault. 
Please forgive us and join us. Yes, you are at fault and you will join me. As she said these words, she snapped her fingers and with the power of her magic, all the soldiers in and around the palace immediately froze like statues and then gathered behind her with their spears pointed towards Mr. Kim's cottage. There stood the king and his men. Their eyes were glazed over under the control of Queen Gakshi's spell. Yes, my queen, I live to serve. Mr. Kim, Chorok, Udari, get on your knees. Apologize to Queen Gakshi. From inside Mr. Kim's cottage, the three friends saw the strange events unfold outside and looked at each other in shock. How dare they order Tokebi to do their bidding? For this insult, we should teach them a lesson. Mr. Kim, since you are the host of this party, we leave the final decision up to you. Mr. Kim looked outside at Queen Gakshi's angry red face and the hypnotized faces of his new friend, the king. He then looked deep into the eyes of Chorok, then Odari, and then, without saying a single word, he picked up his cup of tea and put it to his lips. Well, I would, uh, I would really like to finish my tea first. Chorok immediately whipped out a round hat from thin air and went outside the door of the cottage. It is not good manners to watch as someone is eating and drinking. Chorok put his hands with the hat in front of him and started spinning the hat so fast that it created a huge storm which blew Queen Gakshi, the king, and his entire band of soldiers outside the gates of the palace. And then, with a satisfied smirk, Chorok shut the huge gates of the palace from inside and walked back to the cottage. No one will disturb us now. Ah, these rice cakes are really delicious, Mr. Kim. Hmm. What is the recipe, might I ask? Meanwhile, outside the palace gates, Queen Gakshi stood up and dusted her clothes angrily. The hypnotized king and his soldiers stood before her with their heads bowed. So be it. Let us see if you can still drink your tea in peace while the entire might of the king's army attacks you. Soldiers of Busan, attack! After the Queen's hypnotic command, the soldiers quickly gathered up into military formations and huge siege engines were brought out. At the command of the Queen, they threw rocks towards the palace over the walls. While foot soldiers threw grappling hooks over the palace walls and started scaling them like lizards. Meanwhile, inside his cottage, Mr. Kim had just extended his hands towards a mackerel when suddenly one of the big rocks thrown by the siege engine landed right on top of his cottage. And huge chunks of plaster and bricks rained down towards the center of the table. Chorok and Odari immediately whisked Mr. Kim and the tea table away to safety in a corner of the hall. We need to do something! <laughs> I think they want to wrestle! <laughs> Hats off to you, brave soldiers! <laughs> <laughs> Good one! Now it's my turn! Odari disappeared in a puff of smoke and appeared on top of the boundary wall of the palace. 
right above a band of soldiers who had almost reached the top using their ropes and hooks. With a mischievous smile and a wink at the shocked soldiers, Odari gathered all the ropes and their hooks in a bunch and started swinging the ropes in the air, high above his head. Attached to the other ends of the ropes were dozens of soldiers who were screaming their heads off in fright as they went round and round in the air. And then Odari let go of the ropes and the soldiers went flying away in all directions, landing on top of trees, roofs of houses and into the sea. <laughs> well done, Odari. This should keep the king's men busy for some time, I think. <laughs> Rocks are making my tea dance. As the soldiers pressed on with the attack, Mr. Kim was staring wide-eyed at the destruction of the palace and the chaos of the soldiers. And for the first time that day, his face was red with anger. It was such a peaceful day and you two had to come and ruin it. Excuse me? All I wanted was a hot cup of tea and some friends to share it with. But look what I got. The queen is furious. The king is under her power and look at the condition of the beautiful palace. And worst of all, my tea is cold. And all because you turned up at my cottage out of the blue, uninvited. 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 But, but you invited us, Mr. Kim. I did not. I have no idea who you are. Why would I ever call you? I just wish that I had some friends to enjoy tea with. Jorok and Odari looked at each other and with grim expressions nodded. Then is it time? Yes, it is time! Time for what? Time to finally tell you the truth. Well, remind you. The truth? What truth? That you invited us to your home when you called out for your friends while holding that magic club. We have been friends for thousands of years. What nonsense is this? How is this possible? The only way in which I could have been your friend for so long as if I were a... Uh... If you were a Dokebi! <laughs> a Dokebi myself. Yes, Mr. Kim, you are a Dokebi. Just like us. And your full name is Kim Shumbang, the forgetful and simple-minded Dokebi. And as always, you forgot all about us, even though we were with you just yesterday. Just like you will forget all about us again tomorrow. A thousand memories came rushing back to his mind. He realized that he'd been touching the magic club when he wished for his friends and when he wanted to invite the king for tea. This is my doing. I remember everything, my friends. Please forgive me for insulting you again and hurting your feelings. The other two Dokebi rushed to Kim Seonbang and hugged him tight. But just then, they heard a loud rumbling from outside the palace walls and they all stood up. We shall have enough time for tears and laughter later. Right now, we have a queen to capture and teach a lesson to. Here's the plan. Mr. Kim quickly shared his plan with his two friends, and with loud yells of joy and excitement, they separated. Outside the palace, Queen Gakshi saw three shapes materialize in front of her army. Oh, it's good that you three have come to me directly to accept your punishment instead of making me come to you. 
But to punish us, you will need to catch us. Chorok handed a new hat to Mr. Kip, who winked at the Queen and put on the hat. Immediately, Mr. Kim disappeared from everyone's view. Soldiers, seize them! However, this was easier said than done. With a wild shout of exultation, Odaru jumped into the group of soldiers and started picking them up and throwing them about, wrestling away to his heart's content. <laughs> I love wrestling! <laughs> Oops! Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Meanwhile, Chorok whistled, and Mr. Kim's cottage stood up from within the palace walls, and then walked out into the battlefield. Chorok flew into it, and then charged at the war machines of the king with the house. What a weird and wonderful sight it was. The giant feet of the cottage kicked and stomped on each war machine crushing them into sawdust. While the queen and the soldiers are distracted by my friends, let me sneak up behind Queen Gakchi and use this magic club to capture her. But alas, just as Mr. Kim's best laid plan was in motion, his mind and his memory wandered off. Mr. Kim froze just as he was about to touch Queen Gakchi with his magic club. Oh dear, what am I doing here? Why was I trying to hit this nice lady with this club? For the life of me, I, I cannot remember. Mr. Kim, hurry! We do not have much time! Mr. Kim, there are too many of them! I cannot wrestle all of them! Quick! Alas, it was too late. Queen Gakshi had heard everything. She quickly turned around and caught the invisible but clueless Mr. Kim's arm by instinct and threw him over her shoulder to the ground so hard that his hat fell off and he was visible again. Mr. Kim! Chorok and Odari tried to rush to their friend's aid, but they too were overpowered by the vast numbers of the king's army. <laughs> you thought you could have tea without me and get away with it? My name is Gutsy. Remember that? And unlike you, I never forget my friends or enemies, even in a thousand years. <laughs> the odd laughter from Queen Gakshi triggered a memory inside Mr. Kim. I remember. It's... It's... Ah! Chorok! Odari! I know who Gakshi is! Odari! Set us free, and I will make the tea dance again! <laughs> tea dance! <laughs> the thought of seeing the tea dance made a joyful Odari easily break free of the soldiers and free his fellow Dokebi. Mr. Kim whispered something into Chorok and Odari's ears, and they nodded. Chorok whipped out a special hat from thin air, and Mr. Kim grabbed it and took a giant leap towards Gakshi. And before she could react, he put the hat over her head. And then, through the magic of the hat, Queen Gakshi transformed into her true form. It was Gakshi, the maiden Dokebi, a purple goblin with the power to enslave men. Gakshi? Is it really you, old friend? Well, of course it's me. I didn't even change my name. <laughs> Dokebi should not fight with each other. Excuse me, 
see, you have a grand tea party with snacks and sweets and did not even bother to invite me. I felt as if I was being treated like an old and forgotten slipper. Dear Gakshi, can you forgive my forgetfulness? <laughs> well, you certainly did not forget to invite Chorok and Odari. You are a dear friend. Oh, really? And how are you going to prove it? Um, well, um... Ah, I have got it! Saying this, Mr. Kim rushed to his cottage, which was lying half-shattered next to them, and came running out holding a big album. He opened his album in front of Gakshi and his friends, and the book floated up in the air and opened up to reveal its secrets. The book was filled with miniature watercolor paintings. Each painting was a memory between Mr. Kim, Gakshi, Chorok, and Odari. Tears filled Gakshi's eyes as she saw each painting. <laughs> oh, you... you remembered. <laughs> um, I hate to interrupt, but what about tea? You know what? <gasps> I would love some. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> Phew. <sighs> Gakshi, Mr. Kim, Chorog, and Odari looked at each other and then smiled mischievously. A grand tea party was held in the palace courtyard with the king and his men, with Chorog handing out hats to everyone. And that's why, Jimmy, don't just stand there. Pour some more tea for our guests. Arr. Yes, they would like some snacks as well. Ah, let's show them some pirate hospitality. Arr. The rest of you can join us for tea as well. There's no telling which one of you might be a dokebi. Now then, will that be one or two lumps of sugar? Jimmy, that was my best tea set. Arr. Keep swimming, Jimmy. You better hope that the sharks get to you before I do. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on The Ship of Myths, a Ring of Fire production. If you like our show, Please leave us a review. It really adds wind to our sails. Check us out on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram as well at ROF Stories. The Ship of Myths is crewed by executive producer Anand Roy, writer-producer Niha Sakib, script by Anurag Bakshi, sound design by Sara DaCosta, Vishal Pradhan, Nimesh Shinde, sound mixing by Hot Sauce Productions, Casting and voice direction by Ramesh Panika. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Andrew Marco, Edward Choi, Julius Fu, Unshu An, and Pavan J. Singh, with Ramesh Panika as Captain Turok.